0: special night in the life of our church. What a joy and blessing to be able to to be together this this Friday night to think upon and reflect upon the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. I I'm not positive, but I, I think this is the second Good Friday service our church has had. This may be our first, but I, I, I thought it was our first and then I was looking through some notes and I saw that I had another message it was a Good Friday message from the first year that we were a church. Maybe I just wrote it, um, but I—I'm pretty sure we. we I, I think five points. Let us use a room or something. We—we we, we quickly realized, okay, this—this this is not going to work. But now the Lord has just so graciously given us this building, and we have the ability to be together tonight to to think about the, the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grateful for him. To the, for the opportunity to be meditating on the cross, uh, the message that we're thinking through tonight is the little meditation is entitled "We Have Been Crucified with Christ" from Galatians chapter two, verse twenty. In the nineteenth century, there were some some British journals that kind of did some surveys of evangelical churches. Uh, someone had written into one of the journals and complained about how long their pastor's sermons were. And so the, the journal did a survey to see what the, the longest sermon was in England that year. And they, they found that a, a Methodist church had done an hour and 18-minute sermon, which I think we could beat, but, uh, but not tonight, okay? And then the, the journal, kind of another journal inspired by this, did another survey that says, well, I wonder what passage is preached upon most frequently, and they found that the text that was preached on most frequently among evangelical churches in the 19th century this year was Galatians 2:20, Galatians 2:20. It's an amazing verse. We've talked about it before. It's, it's a verse with, with three sentences: "I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me." And the life that I now live in the flesh. What I live by, faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. It is a beautiful verse. Sinclair Ferguson, in fact, says this. He says that it was one of the first verses. Galatians two twenty was one of the first Christians historically. Uh, one of the first verses historically that new Christians were encouraged to memorize. It served as an identity card providing a brief summary description of the Christian life, and I agree with that. It's, it's one of the most helpful verses, just for very succinctly helping us understand what is the nature of the Christian life? Who who was I? What happened to who I, I was? And who am I now? And how do I understand the, the tension that exists within me? So, in other words, as we, we think about the cross this evening, as we think about those words that Doug read earlier from the Gospel of John, what's what's the picture we have in our mind certainly it's it's Christ on the cross but in a very real sense we should imagine our, ourselves with him through our union with him we died with him and those those three sentences in galatians chapter 2 i, I think are very helpful for us to, to think about the reality of who we are and, and who we were so i want us to think about that who who were we what happened to our old self who who are we now in Christ, and then how do we explain the tension between who we were and, and who we are now, and, and the fact that we're, we're tempted to live like who we used to be? So let's, let's meditate upon that this evening as we think about Christ on the cross, the God of the universe. Colossians 1 says, He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him. And for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. And so that's the God who is crucified on the cross, and yet we also are, are crucified with him. Galatians 2.20, three sentences. What do they help us understand? The first thing, the first sentence, helps us understand What happened to who we used to be? Sentence number one, I have been crucified with Christ. Paul is letting us know that who we used to be is is no longer alive. Our old self has been crucified with Christ. And I don't know about you, but but I happen to, to like myself. I like myself far more than I should, in fact. I don't like the idea of of dying to myself. I don't like the the idea of being crucified and and, and the old self ceasing to exist. There's parts of me that that really love myself very deeply, struggle with that still. In fact, it's interesting, uh, sometimes people ask me, who's more sentimental, you or or Whitney? And the the long answer is, what kind of depends on the day and the circumstances and what issue we're talking about? The short answer is me, 100%. I am far more sentimental. We've been cleaning out our basement, and we literally have, have tubs full of bold letters and cards that we've, we've written to, to each other. Yesterday, we were, we're kind of going through the basement trying to clean it out. Yesterday, I, I found a, a bunch of old little notes that I had written to Whitney uh, that I, had, I left on her windshield of her car 25 years ago when we were in high school. It said things like, hope you have a nice day. Uh, and the idea of throwing that away is like, I don't know if I can do that. Um, when he's like, you know, let's, let's do this thing. And it's hard to do. Why? Well, now, now it's, it's okay. It's okay to want to remember your life and remember things. But I, I've been crucified with Christ. This is not a curse. It, it, it's a blessing. There are parts of me that, that absolutely, my old self, absolutely, 100% needs to die needs to be done away with. I have been crucified with Christ. Why do I need to be crucified? Well, one, that the the penalty of my sin would be dealt with in in, in Christ, union with him, I'm able to, to reap the benefit of him paying for my sins. But also, my sin nature needed to be destroyed. If I'm going to live with Christ, the old me must die first. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 If you've died if you've been, if you've raised with Christ if you've been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God for me to be raised with Christ I must first die with Christ When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. This reality of Colossians 3 is what I desire for myself in Christ. I don't want to be the the, the person I used to be. I don't want to preserve that person. I want that person to die. My, my love of self, the world, sin, my idols. Not only do I need the penalty of my sin to be dealt with, I, I need my desire for those things to be dealt with permanently. And that first sentence in Galatians 2.20 gives me hope. I have been crucified with Christ. The second sentence tells me the reality of, of, of who I am now. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Think about Colossians 3 again. Why do I need to live in Christ? Because I want to be alive to God. Think about a couple words that that help us understand who we are in Christ. Because we're in Christ and alive in him, we have relationship. Through Through our union with Christ, we now have entered into a relationship with God the Father that has existed from eternity past and so we we have the, the fullness of relationship that would not be ours if we were not in Christ if we not been crucified with Christ now raised with Christ we have ability that we didn't have before we now have the ability to walk in obedience to God that we would not have any other way we have security we have security in our relationship with Christ i don't know what you're struggling with this evening maybe you've had a A wonderful week, maybe you've had a very difficult week. Maybe you've felt very close to God. Maybe you have felt very distant from God. But if you are in Christ, how you feel is irrelevant. Because of your union with Christ, you are absolutely, completely secure. Because as the Father loves the Son, so will He love you in the Son. There's, There's security in that relationship. I've been crucified with Christ. Second sentence, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And you, you think about it, you say, okay, Daniel, that, I, I hear what you're saying. And Good Friday reminds us of, of Christ's death on the cross. I've died with him. I can live with him. But as I'm sitting here at a Friday service that doesn't experientially feel true, like I don't, I don't feel always like a new person. How, how do you explain that? Well, that's that's the third sentence we see here in Galatians 2.20 that helps us understand the Christian life. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And number three, the third sentence, and the life I now live in the flesh, where, where I am right now, I live by faith. Even though I don't always experience what is is true of me in Christ, even though I'm still tempted to live in the flesh, in the old self, even though that's a reality, I, I live by faith. In who? In the Son of God. Well, why should I have faith in the Son of God? Well, why are we here tonight? Because he loved me, and he gave himself up for me. Sinclair Ferguson again he, he writes this. He says we and we do not naturally feel or think of ourselves in this way, the way that Galatians two twenty describes. So what Paul is doing, Ferguson said, he's, he's grinding spectacle lenses for us according to the gospel's prescription. We need to, to, gl- to, to wear these glasses in order to see ourselves more clearly and to recognize and benefit from our new identity in Christ. For if we have been co-crucified with him, we have died to the old order that formerly dominated our whole lives. And so as you and I take on the, the, the gospel glasses, we, we look at ourselves through Galatians 2.20 and say, okay, Father... I'm not always feeling like this is true, but I believe that what you're saying about me is true, that because I placed my faith in your son, Jesus Christ, I have been crucified with him. And now, because I've been crucified with him, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And now I'm living my life, the life I'm living in the flesh, I'm living by faith in your son, your precious son, who loved me. And gave himself up for me. My selfishness. My pride. My love of the world. All that died on the cross with Christ. So that we could live with Christ. And so tonight as we meditate on the cross. As we think about Christ on the cross. We acknowledge that we through God's miraculous work of, of uniting us with his son Jesus. We have died as well. And we confess, through our common profession of faith in Jesus Christ, we confess our desire to live as those who have been crucified and now are alive in Christ. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. My prayer is that you would believe in Christ. If you haven't done so, even tonight, you would place your faith and your trust in the Christ, the Messiah, who loved you and gave himself for you. Father, we acknowledge tonight our need, our great need for you. We acknowledge our need for a Savior. We acknowledge our need to to die. We, We acknowledge our need for Christ's sacrifice, not just to pay the penalty of our sin, but absolutely certainly for that there's no hope we have that penalty was not dealt with but father also we need the cross so that we can die that our old self not only can have its sin paid for but our our old nature destroyed and abolished and we confess that that's true we confess our constant temptation to continue to live in the flesh and we pray that by our faith in your son jesus we would continue to crucify even tonight the deeds of the flesh and as we look forward to sunday We rejoice in the resurrection, the new life we have in your son Jesus as well. We rejoice in you and we praise your name tonight. In your son's name we pray. Amen.